Merry Meet. Welcome to Witch Magic. I'm Dawn, and I will be taking you on a spiritual journey to all things magic and witchcrafts. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Witch Magic. I'm going to do something fun today. In regards to Tell a Fairy Tale Day, which is on Sunday, February 26, I will read you a story from my Nook Library. And before I start, I just want to apologize. I'm not sure if you can hear it, but there is plowing going on right outside. So um, we had really bad snowstorm last night, and it's still going. A lot of ice and snow, so... Yep, so if you hear anything in the background, that's what that is. So anyway, the book that I'm going to read is called The Rain Fairies, and it's written by Angela Hope. So just sit back and enjoy. This is appropriate for all ages, so if you want to pause this and gather your family, please feel free. Okay, here we are, The Rain Fairies. Amy looked out of her bedroom window, wanting to go out to play. Instead, she watched the large raindrops splashing down onto the wet ground and the lilac tree being blown furiously by the wind. With a cup of hot chocolate in her hand, Amy's mummy came and stood beside her. I think it is time for me to tell you a secret about the rain, Amy. So drink your hot chocolate and I will begin. If you look very carefully at that puddle below your window, you will see the rain jump as it hits the ground. It is really the rain fairies dancing. They are invisible to most people, but not to me. I can tell you all about them. They are small with lovely long flowing hair. Their wings are as thin and pretty as a spider's web. Their dresses all the colors in a rainbow are spun from the finest silk. The fairy in yellow is called Primrose, and the one in blue, Isabella. Marigold is in orange, and Petal is in pink. There are only four rain fairies here today. You may not be able to see them, but believe me, they are there. Amy watched the puddle and imagined the fairies dancing. She felt so much happier now. When the rain stopped, Amy put on her Wellington boots and went outside to the puddle below her window. Bye-bye, rain fairies, she said. I'll be watching for you the next time it rains. Amy had been waiting for another rainy day so that she could imagine the fairies dancing in the puddles. This morning, she was lucky. Before she had opened her eyes, she could hear the rain tapping against her window. The sound no longer made her feel sad. She jumped out of bed and opened her curtains, letting in the morning light. Mommy, come quickly, it's raining, called Amy. Are the fairies outside yet? Mummy walked into the room. Yes, I'm sure they are. You have been a good girl and the fairies know that. They never bother to visit naughty children. Today... I'll tell you another secret. Amy's face lit up. She was eager to hear her mother's story. 
It is the secret of the rainbow. When the sun shines on the rain, a rainbow will appear. All of the fairies join hands and gracefully fly up together. The colors of their dresses make it an arch in the sky. Pixies climb to the middle of the rainbow and slide down with a splash. People have always said there is a pot of gold at the end of a rainbow, but it is really the golden bells on the pixies' hats as they slide into the puddle below. Amy stood in amazement and couldn't wait for the next rainbow to appear. It wasn't long before she was putting on her Macintosh and Wellington boots. If she looked hard enough, she might be able to see the fairies and pixies having a wonderful time. Meanwhile, Sitting on a fluffy white cloud were four of the seven rain fairies. Isabella was combing her hair with a golden comb, while Marigold brushed her hair with a silver-handled brush. Primrose fanned herself gently with her wings, and Petal played with some magic fairy dust. They were waiting for the rain so that they could go dancing, but the sun was shining and they had to find something else to do. I think it's time to make ourselves some new dresses, said Isabella, putting her comb down beside her. Petal picked up her magic fairy dust and sprinkled it onto the fluffy white cloud as Isabella waved her wand. There in front of them lay a roll of the finest silk, all the colors of a rainbow. Primrose picked up a corner of the silk that was yellow and Marigold held a piece of orange. Petal took the pink in Isabella the blue. They loved their own colors and would never change them. With their wings opening and closing, they caused enough of a breeze to lift the silk into the air. As it fell, pretty dresses floated down onto its own fairy. The remaining silk turned into beautiful colored flowers that scattered themselves over the cloud. They were happy on the fluffy white cloud, but they were happier dancing and playing in the rain. Perhaps it would rain tomorrow. Sitting in their castle, Isabella and Trixie waited patiently for their friends. It was raining and they were ready to go dancing. Holly had forgotten her magic wand, but finally she was ready to go. They gracefully flapped their wings and rose into the air, leaving the castle through a window instead of the door. The rain was falling quite heavily, and the wind was a bit too strong, so Primrose called to the wind. She asked politely if he would calm down a little. It was difficult for them to fly to Amy's garden when he was so strong. The wind waited for them to land before he carried on through the trees, going over the top of the fairies so that they could dance and play without being bothered by him. Primrose looked up and saw the little girl standing at our window. Amy is watching for us. We should let her know we are here, she said. They held hands and danced in a circle, splashing and jumping as high as they could. Amy did know they were there. She had been waiting for them, even though she could only see them clearly in her imagination. Holly picked up her magic wand and waved it in the air. And at that moment, Amy saw the rain fairies for the very first time. She saw Isabella in her blue dress, Petal in pink, Marigold in orange, and Primrose in yellow. There were three fairies Amy didn't know about. 
One wore a green dress, one in a red dress, and the other in purple. Then they were gone. Amy was so excited, she could hardly speak. Mommy, Mommy, I have just seen the rain fairies. Really, I did. I saw the fairies that you had told me about, and there were three more. They were dancing in the puddle under my window, and they waved to me. Do you know the other three names, Mommy? Smiling, she took Amy's hand. Yes, I know their names, she said. The fairy in green is Holly. The one in red is Trixie. And finally, Moonshine wears purple. All of the fairies make up the colors of the rainbow. Red, yellow, pink, green, orange, purple, blue. How do you know all of their names? asked Amy. Well, that's another story, said Mummy with a smile. It was getting dark in rain fairyland. Moonshine and Primrose heard a distant voice calling to them. As they flew towards the cries, they found Holly in distress. Oh, Holly, what has happened to you? They asked. I was dancing alone in a puddle when I lost my balance and fell onto a rose bush. It had sharp thorns that tore my green dress and hurt my wing. We had better get you to Mrs. Spider. She will make you a new pair of wings. Moonshine and Primrose almost carried Holly to Mrs. Spider, who was spinning a new wing for a dragonfly. She could make the most delicate wings in no time at all. Can you make a new pair of wings for Holly, please, said Moonshine. It would be no trouble, said Mrs. Spider. I've almost finished here, so I'll not be long. The fairies watched as she set to work, making a beautiful pair of wings for Holly. Pleased with her new wings, Holly thanked Mrs. Spider and flew off with her friends back to their castle in the sky. Petals carried the fairy dust and waved her magic wand. A roll of silk appeared the seven colors of the rainbow. Holly picked up a piece of green that immediately turned into a pretty new dress. She felt so much better now. It had been a long day, and the fairies were very tired. I will go dance it again tomorrow, but this time I will be more careful, said Holly, sleepily. Amy couldn't sleep. The storm was keeping her awake. She was so afraid of the thunder and lightning she hid under the bed covers. It wasn't long before her mother was sitting on the bed beside her. I think it's time for another secret, don't you, Amy? Snuggle down and close your eyes. Listen to me and not the thunder. Amy cuddled her doll and closed her eyes so that she couldn't see the lightning. In a soft voice, her mother began. Before a thunderstorm, the rain fairies call to the planet of the white unicorns. The unicorns arrive at the fairies' castle where they are washed and brushed until they are beautifully white and sparkling clean. The pixies and elves bring their drums and sit in a circle, a piece of soft white cloud in their ears to protect them from the noise they are going to make. When it's time for the thunder, they say, Ready, steady, go! and beat their drums as hard as they can. The fairies wait for them to stop and then ride the unicorns in single file through the sky, waving their magic wands. As they are so far away from the ground, it looks like a flash of light in the sky. We both know the truth now, don't we, Amy? Amy was fast asleep, but she had heard every word her mummy had said. After spending some time dancing in a puddle, 
the rain fairies needed to clean themselves. Some puddles made them very dirty. Primrose sat herself down onto a rose petal and waited for it to fill with rain before taking a bath. Marigold sat on a leaf and washed her long blonde hair while Trixie, Moonshine, and Holly cleaned each other's wings. Isabella and Petal had great fun tipping the rainwater from the leaves with their wands. Showering this way was great fun. The sun started to shine. Come on, everyone. It's time for a rainbow, said Isabella. They held hands and floated up from the ground, making a beautifully colored arch coming to land where the elves and pixies were waiting for them. The golden bells on the pixies' hats shone brightly as they scampered onto the rainbow, running up one side and sliding down the other, taking care not to get in the way of the fairies as they danced. As the last of the pixies splashed into the puddle, Isabella called to her friend, the wind, to take them home. The fairies waved goodbye to the pixies and elves as they were gently carried home on a breeze. Amy had seen the rainbow. She wished and wished for the magic of the rain fairies to work so that she could see them again. It didn't happen today, but perhaps she would see them the next time it rained. It had been another lovely sunny day, and Amy was feeling sad. She wanted the magic of the rain fairies. Lying on her bed, she couldn't help the sadness she felt. She didn't see the little bird sitting on the window ledge watching her. He flew away up into the clouds and went to tell the rain fairies how unhappy Amy was. We must do something, said Marigold, and all of the fairies agreed that the time had come to go and show themselves to Amy. Isabella waved her magic wand, and the rain started to fall, but it only fell in Amy's garden. Hearing the rain tapping on her window, Amy ran to look outside. It wasn't raining very hard, so she opened the window wide to see the puddle below. Isabella, Marigold, Petal, Holly, Trixie, Primrose, and Moonshine threw some fairy dust onto the ground and waved their magic wands. Amy could see them all clearly and thought she would burst with excitement. She pinched herself to make sure she wasn't dreaming. The rain fairies held hands and floated up from the ground, leaving a rainbow of colors behind them and landed on the window ledge in front of Amy. Petal threw some more dust and waved her wand, and from out of the darkness, three white unicorns appeared, each carrying a pixie. They floated in through the open window, past Amy, and around her bed, leaving a cloud of silver fairy dust trailing behind them. Circling the room one last time, they waved goodbye and disappeared out of the window. As if in slow motion, the rain fairies landed on Amy before waving goodbye and gracefully floating out of the window into the darkness. As her mother walked into the room, Amy found it hard to speak. She was trying to tell her what had just happened. You do believe me, don't you? said Amy. Smiling, her mother bent down and picked something up from the floor. I think this is yours, Amy, she said as she opened her hand, revealing a golden bell. It must have fallen from a pixie's hat. No, said Mummy. It had been left especially for you. Amy sat up against her pillow. She had been promised another secret and wondered what it could be. Her mother tucked in her covers and sat on the bed. It all started when I was a baby, she said. 
It was a stormy night. The window in my room was open, just enough to let in the fresh air. The rain fairies were playing in a puddle below when they heard strange noises coming from my bedroom. They flew up to the window ledge and peeped in. The noise is coming from over there, said Petal, as they flew in through the open window and landed on the side of my cot. Oh, you poor little thing, said Marigold. You have the hiccups so badly. She waved her magic wand and my hiccups disappeared. They played with me for a while, making me giggle a bit too loudly. Someone's coming, said Holly. We must hide quickly. They hid among the soft toys that surrounded my cot as the door opened and Mummy came in. You are a happy little baby tonight, she said, as she bent over to kiss me on the cheek. She walked to the window and closed it tightly, the door closing behind her. Oh dear, said Isabella, the window is closed. Don't worry, I have some magic fairy dust left, said Holly. All of the fairies gave me a kiss, and they said they would be back the next time it rained. Holly threw the fairy dust into the air, and with a wave of their magic wands, they all disappeared. They kept their promise, and as I grew up, I learned their names. Trixie in red, Marigold in orange, Primrose in yellow, Holly in green, Isabella in blue, Moonshine in purple, and Petal in pink. I was a very lucky baby to have such friends. There are many children that have the chance to see them as clearly as we do. Now you know the whole story. Good night, Amy, and good night, boys and girls. The end. That was a cute little story. And on that note, I have a cute little story of my own to tell you. Just yesterday in my classroom at school, it was in the morning and I had not only my students, but another class of students before their teachers come in during the day. And at one point, you know, there was light coming through the window and there were a couple of children playing at a light table that I have with these uh, prisms, these prism shapes. So they reflect light on the walls and everything like that. Well, one of my students saw the light reflected on the wall and it was kind of moving in such a way. And she called it, Miss Dawn. She said, it's Tinkerbell. And I looked over there and I saw what she was talking about, the little light reflected. I'm like, oh my goodness, it's Tinkerbell. So as we saw this light, go around and come like in and out and it disappeared at one point and it came back, you know, stuff like that. Eventually, all the children in the classroom were involved in this and I was playing along with it and I'm like, it was really cute. I'm like, oh my goodness, Tinkerbell is visiting us. And then at one point, um, the assistant teacher that I had in the room with me at the time um, grabbed his phone and the little Apple icon on the back of the phone reflected the light and he he started playing along once he figured out what we were doing so we kind of like made the light fly around and it looked it did literally look like tinkerbell flying around in the classroom so <laughs> so at one point it landed on one of the kids dresses and i said "Ooh, look at it it's on your dress and she said oh my goodness and i said did you feel that she goes yes <laughs> I was dying laughing. And then one of the kids told me that it was on my face. And I said, oh, that tickled. And um, it just kept going. We went on for this maybe about 10 minutes, maybe even longer than that. And the children were so excited. And at one point I said, oh, she went over there. And I pointed to the other side of the room. And they went running to the other side of the room looking for Tinkerbell. And 
even if they didn't see the light at one time they claimed to have saw her and oh my goodness it was just such a fun game it warmed my heart so much that these kids believed in fairies and everything and at one time when she disappeared and I'm doing quotes with my fingers when she disappeared um I said oh no what did we do maybe we scared her away how can we make her come back and I said what is one way we can show theories that we believe in them and one of the kids started clapping their hands and I said that's right we must clap our hands so we all started clapping and calling Tinkerbell come back and sure enough she came back and she was flying around the room and oh my goodness it was just so cute so amazing so special so for that to have I knew that I was going to read this story to you guys and for this to happen yesterday was amazing now I'm like oh great now I get a story that I could tell to my listeners on on the show so I thought that was pretty cool so I hoped you liked that story I thought that it was really cute that the mom had stories to tell for her daughter about, you know, what happens when it rains, what happens when it thunders, what happens when it lightnings. And it's all about the fairies. And for the girl to see, for Amy to see the fairies herself, you know, it just made her feel better about the rain and about the thunder and about the lightning. You know, she wasn't feeling sad anymore until she thought that she couldn't see the fairies anymore when the sun came out. So what was your favorite part of the story? I would really like to hear your feedback and I would also love to hear any feedback you have regarding stories about fairies, maybe your own life experiences, maybe your kids, you know, anything like that. I know that when my daughter Juliet was was little, she said that she saw fairies and you know what? I believed her. I really did. And I know she doesn't really see them as an adult. And that, that's kind of sad to me. You know what I mean? Because I feel like when we grow up, we forget all of these things, you know? And I just wish that in our hearts, in our minds, in our subconscious, we can just remember those things that we held so dear to our hearts, you know? Whether it's fairies or anything else in this world, I feel like a lot goes missing when we grow up. Which is why the story of Peter Pan is so great because he just, he chose never to grow up, right? Until he grew up in the movie Hook. But then he went back to his childhood memories, you know? So it all worked out. All right, guys. So instead of drawing a rune or an oracle card, I'm just going to go ahead and do one of the everyday spell cards that we've been doing. And this one... Let me take it out of the box. Uh, this one is one of the altar spells. And it's energy protection. You will need three pinches fennel seeds, five drops of vevitor oil, 100 mil milliliters of olive oil in a glass jar, and one labradorite crystal. Are you feeling drained by those around you? This spell will cleanse and recharge your soul. It works well for those with an empathetic personality. Blend all the ingredients in the glass jar, then add the crystal. Keep the crystal in the jar and anoint yourself as a shield. 
This will stop you from absorbing unwanted energy, leaving you recharged and refreshed. Okay, I totally need this spell because <laughs> I, I really think that I'm going to do this one for myself. I just need to get one of those crystals in that oil. I think I have fennel seeds and the rest. But listen, when it says when you're an empath when you have an empathetic personality, I am a total empath. And that means that I feel what other people are feeling. And sometimes it can drain you, you know? Because you can have let's say you have two people and they're in an argument. All right. And I'm kind of like the middle person that they go to. One of them's coming to me complaining about the other person. And the other's complaining about the other person. And one of them might be sad. One of them might be mad. You know, whatever the case may be. Whatever their emotions are, I feel it. And I've often told people that sometimes I feel like a wishy-washy person because if one side is coming to me you know, venting, telling me their emotions, telling me how they're feeling, and I'm feeling what they're feeling, whether it's sadness or anger, you know, something against the other person, whatever it may be. I feel that. I empathize with that. And I'll listen to what they have to say. If they want advice, I'll give them some advice. Um, I even might go as far as seeming to agree with them. Okay, whether or not I do. On the other hand, the other side, the other person is coming to me telling me things about the, the about the first person, all right? And I'm empathizing with them as well. So sometimes I, I feel like I'm getting dragged in two different directions. And if you're an empath, you will know exactly what I'm meaning, what I'm what I'm saying, because it does take a lot of uh, energy out of you. It really does. I'm trying to be empathetic with both sides, you know, not even trying. I can't help it. I do, you know, and that can cause a lot of trouble because what if they, one of them say, oh, well, Dawn said this about you and they agreed with me about this and whatever like that. But wait a minute, I'm trying to hear both sides of it, you know, and whether or not I agree, like I said, I'm I'm very empathetic. And it might seem like I'm agreeing when at the moment I'm just feeling what they are feeling. Does that make sense? If you're an empath, you will know, like I said, exactly what I'm talking about. It's really tough. I mean, I love being a person that people like to come to, to talk to. I'm a very good listener. But at the same time, it's like if it's against another person, I feel like, you know, I just like I'm getting dragged in two different directions and it's not a good feeling. Anyway, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed listening to that story as I had reading it. If you don't know by now, I love to read. I love books. I've always read to my kids and I always read to my students. And now I'm reading to you. Let me know what you think of the story and if you'd like to hear more like this. You can help support this podcast by going over to Apple or Spotify and giving me a rating and a review. That really does help the show. Share the show with your friends. You can also make small donations on my Patreon or Coffee pages and get perks in return. 
Come join us on the Facebook group. You can also connect with me on Instagram and Twitter. Okay, everyone. Until next time, have a very magical week. So that's going to do it for today. I will be airing these podcasts about once a week, so be sure to tune in. You might want to choose to get notified when I air so that you don't miss a thing. If you have any comments, please feel free to connect with me on my Facebook group. I will leave the link to that along with my website on the show notes. Blessed be.